0: Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions.
1: And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions.
0: And this is Block Talk. Good morning or afternoon or evening, wherever you may be in the world today. We are at the top of the hour and excited to have all of you on the line for our virtual world tour series. We are continuing our block talk webinar series, and this is our third edition of our world tour. So we've been going all around the world. We're ending on the West Coast today. We're going to be talking today about Hawaii and Arizona and California. So we are thrilled to have all of you with us. So Chad and I are leading this block talk webinar series. And today we have Dennis Rush, who's from Elite Pacific Properties on the island of Maui, Hawaii. Aloha, Dennis. It's the morning for Dennis right now. I think it's 9 a.m. So thanks for waking up and being bright and cheery in the Maui sunshine with us. We have Donna Chesler from Arizona. Donna's with Russ Lyons, Sotheby's International Realty. Donna's our mm-hmm. listing agent partner on the property we're selling there. So thanks for being with us, Donna. And we have Jennifer from Pacific Sotheby's in San Diego, California. And Jennifer's joined with Kristen from our team who is handling this assignment. They're in the beautiful stables of a property that we're selling there. And then we have Sue Demarest from the concierge auctions team. She is in sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're excited to talk with everyone about what is happening in all of these different markets on the West Coast and specifically what the opportunities are that we're presenting at auction in each of these markets. So I'm gonna tee up different areas of the discussion for everyone who's on our guest panel to weigh in on those points. We are gonna start out with beautiful Maui and actually Dennis your background looks like this picture here. We can see the palm trees behind you. (laughs) so dennis we'd love for you to talk a little bit about maui i mean everyone knows it's a very special place to be but what makes maui so wonderful to own real estate and to enjoy life and then also a little bit about what the current market conditions um how they're affecting the maui market and what's going on there where you sit
2: i'm all ready aloha from maui beach place very happy that you're that you're watching and Interested in something about Maui. Maui's very unusual. It's all about the lifestyle here. And what I mean by that is we're in the month of June. We could be in the month of January and be the same weather, basically the same weather. So we don't have any snow. It's a lifestyle that's spectacular. And Maui Beach Place is a project of two brand new townhomes that have never been lived in. They're very special and they're beachfront. They're in the south side of Maui. And I wanna show you what makes this so special, if I may.
0: I can see it, the sand and the waves.
2: We're literally, literally steps from the beach. And that's what makes Maui so special. And why we're so unusual here is we're, pro- we're the only state in the United States that has a quarantine. And what I mean by that is to fly to Hawaii today, you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. It is the safest state in the United States today. On Maui, we've had six deaths of CV-19. In the entire state of Hawaii, with approximately a million and a half people, we've had 17 deaths. It's very safe. The weather's fabulous. We're on the beach. We've got two townhomes that you can purchase together or separately, however you prefer. So it's pretty special.
3: Thanks,
0: Dennis. It's an amazing place. Next up, we're headed to Donna in Sedona. Donna, can you tell us a little bit about the Sedona market in general? And then also, if you have any points about the latest state of the market there?
3: Sedona is, it's a tourist-oriented town. It's known for its stunning beauty, a lot of outdoor activity. We have hiking, we have horseback riding, we have mountain biking. It has really great luxury market, which actually is doing very well. In fact, we're about equal with last year, which is very interesting, I think. We're two hours or 90 miles from Phoenix. It really feels sort of a world apart from that because of the spectacular scenery here. And my particular property that is going to auction is in what I think is one of the coolest little towns in the United States. It's called Jerome, Arizona, and they're 440 people. It's just 20 minutes from Sedona, which in this part of the world, it's that's like next door. It's nothing. There are no traffic lights. So it really is almost a suburb of, of Sedona. And it's a very quirky little town filled with art galleries and people come here for the history. It was a copper mining town, a billion, dollars of copper was mined here from 1900 till 1950. And the little daisy, which um, we're selling is a product of that era. Amazing.
0: It's such a unique property. I can't wait to show photos of that one too. Thanks, Donna. Okay. So next up, we're going to go into San Diego. Let's talk about San Diego. Jennifer, if you can just tell us a little bit about your market. So given the current circumstances, I think that we're seeing, instead of a huge urban influx, a little bit more of a rural interest. And that's where we are now. We're actually out east in San Diego. I think that
4: the urban lifestyle is actually doing pretty great still in San Diego. So Oakmont Ranch is gorgeous. It's an 84-acre property out here, and I'm sure we'll be able to get into that a little bit more. But definitely seeing people come more urban right now, ranch style, than... Anything else?
0: Yeah, we've seen that in a lot of different markets, people looking for more expansive land and or square footage in their homes than they maybe were four months ago, right before the COVID situation. So and very cool where y'all are that you have such close proximity to the city and to the beach but you are in stables right now so being able to be on a lot of acreage
4: and the mountains aren't too far away either so if you wanted to ski be right there as well so yeah and
0: okay let's go to sue in santa barbara definitely some of this similar characteristics in santa barbara you have mountains you have beach you have great crisp california air tell us a little bit more about where you are sue
5: Absolutely. So I'm in Montecito, which is absolutely beautiful. It's almost a place where time has really stopped. And that's been nice, especially during COVID, because it really wasn't affected too heavily. And for that reason, a lot of buyers out of the urban areas are seeking refuge here. So this particular property has three and a half acres. There's beautiful gardens. It's all about the outdoor living. And people have realized during COVID, it's really important to be in a place where the temperatures are great year round and you can get out easily and can go hiking you can ride horses you can go biking and even in a time of quarantine you can still enjoy yourself so it's been it's been a great place to come to so we're excited about it
0: awesome i've always loved about santa barbara also that it's it's pretty understated right for what it is and the the privacy that it offers um, is just really great for people who want to be there and have an escape that isn't as well trafficked as some of the other kind of luxury markets that we work in it's always a little bit more quiet than some markets so specifically we'll go back around and let's specifically talk about the properties themselves unless chad do you have anything to offer before we get into that
1: no i think let's let the property speak for themselves today yeah
0: yeah. i know you'll have a lot to say when we're talking about how to get bidders registered for these get involved so this first property let's talk about maui beach place again dennis so this one is selling without reserve and subject to lender approval i have a series of photos that i'm going to show as you talk about it so i'm just going to switch my screen there and let's let you take it away
2: this first photo you have is what i call the wow room that is the master suite which is windows forever you see the beach You see the sunset every single night. It's unbelievable. We have two townhomes, as I mentioned earlier. One is called the Orchid and one is called the Plumeria. One is three bedrooms, three and a half baths. One is two bedrooms, two and a half baths. You can purchase them separately or together. There is no five bedroom, six bath townhome that I know of on Maui. There may be one, but I'm not aware of. So it's very unusual. And the key to these properties are they are brand new they have never been lived in. And you're right on the beach. And very contemporary, dark walnut cabinetry, Italian porcelain tile flooring, air conditioned. There you go, all open. That's what you're seeing right now. Just gorgeous, gorgeous properties. And the key to this is you're only minutes to stores, shopping. The walkability is very, very special, very close to everything. And again, I talked to you about the safety. We were walking on the beach this morning, no masks. You walk along, the beaches are open, they're public. Seems like one
0: great benefit of these two that's pretty common for not only buyers that we work with often, but also a lot of the buyers in Hawaii is that these seem to be very lock and leave right for people that are coming and going
4: yeah
0: um, having a townhouse product that doesn't take as much kind of oversight and upkeep but with this much square footage is unique also
2: the thing about them also is the the lock and leave is is a major thing for people from the mainland but in addition it's fully gated and you have pedestrian gates to the beach and automatic automobile gates and fully fenced So you have the privacy and the serenity. As I said before, I'm walking right out here and here's the beach right here. And this is another beautiful day on Maui.
0: And we can hear your birds chirping. When we were waiting to start the seminar, we were saying, where are those birds? (laughs) They're right behind (laughs) us. Okay, beautiful. Well, we'll leave the beach and let's go to Jennifer and Kristen to the stables. (laughs) I'm going to go to your property here. Yes, this is a beautiful aerial view. We're 84 acres fully gated. We are one of the largest branches in the area, full thoroughbred racing facility.
4: There's the front main house, manager's house, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. Trainer uh, state there is still the trainer's house, and it's a little bit away from the main bar. That's your guard gate when you walk in, so you can absolutely have a guard gate if you choose to be manned this is the trainer's house up top so it's a 2100 square foot house up there it's three bedrooms it's a smaller house but it's great it gives you a small overlook of both the lakes on the property looking out the front and you mentioned Kristen, that you
0: have we'll, we'll talk about diligence in a minute and the importance of buyers doing their research ahead of time but can you tell us since this is such an expansive property what kind of information We'll just be a little preemptive of that. Tell us what you have to offer about the
4: property. So we actually pulled in two um, different inspectors. Jennifer and I are sitting in the 40-stall covered barn, which is absolutely gorgeous. And because it is a commercial property, we had to have a commercial um, inspector come in and, and inspect this place. So that's been done. And then on the outskirts we had a residential inspector come in and inspect all of the other outbuildings, which is fantastic, because that gives our bidders an idea of what's happening with the property and they can factor them their bidding as they see fit we have that available on our website um, in the next couple days for our buyers to review okay perfect
0: so all of these photos that i'm showing are available on the site i'm flipping through the photo gallery on the site but in addition to the photography there for all of our properties we have additional visual assets whether it's videography or tours that our team has you know filmed themselves and we're offering virtual tours as well as in person showings of all of these properties right now. All right, Donna, let's talk about the Little Daisy.
3: The Little Daisy opened for business as a hotel on New Year's Eve of 1919. So it's now 101 years old. It was selling for $5.9 million. Um, there's no reserve on the auction price. The rooftop that you see there is now a 9,000 square foot open garden on the roof. All this tile work that you see there, it's all original. The color is just phenomenal. Beautiful, beautiful tile work. There's so many curved windows. Everything was, everything has been completely renovated by a couple who spent 12 years of their life doing this. And a lot of it is historically correct to the best of their ability. The state park is just across the way, and it was built by the same person. It was his private home. Jimmy Rahai Douglas is his name. And he owned the mine. And after he built this fabulous home that's now the state park, then he built this hotel for um, his guests who came in from out of town. So the plans are actually in the state park. The couple who redid this followed the plans to the best of their ability. This dining room actually seated 125 people for a wedding recently. Wow. when, When her brother got married, which was pretty fabulous. And in a minute, you'll see where the wedding actually took place. There were only two things that weren't stolen from this property, the range hood and a coal-fired oven, and they were too actually too heavy to get out of the building. But the roof was completely taken off the building, and it was exposed to, exposed to the elements for 50 years. Um, this is the billiard room, They're two of those massive fireplaces in the house. It's 12,900 square feet is the main part of the house. There are 3,000 square feet of enclosed verandas all around the house. This is their wine cellar. There's a phone booth in the house, which is pretty much fun, and the phone works. This is the master bedroom. These are the verandas that are off all the bedrooms. So you can enter the bedrooms either from the veranda or from the central hallway. So it was set up basically as a hotel. There's a lot of attention to detail here. It's a clawfoot tub windows everywhere, all along both sides of the house. The pattern in the um, tile in the two of the bathrooms is actually a daisy. we can see that
0: in this picture. Very cool. cool.
3: So now we're on the rooftop. There's three massive chimneys. The one you're seeing there was from the kitchen, which is not used now, but architecturally, they're really cool features. There's a koi pond there, There's a fire pit. We're having a rooftop party there on Saturday. This is one of the outside verandas. The whole party is going to be on the rooftop tomorrow night, which is going to be really nice. And you can see the whole town of Jerome from the sides here. That's where the wedding was. So croquet. Sometimes they have pajama parties out on the deck. They have a really cool outdoor shower, two bathrooms, a sink, a shower on the rooftop. There's a spa on the rooftop. And the J is above the town of Jerome. It's like a sort of a a thing here. Every town has a letter that's on the hill. If you're in an airplane, you can find where you're going. Such a unique property. It's a fabulous property. Great history. There's a beautiful vegetable garden on the rooftop. We have four seasons here. So if you like like your seasons, you're going to like it. Thank you, Donna. So
4: Kristen, I hear that you had something else to add with yours so there is on this 84 acres it is subdividable 55 of the acres can be broken down into minimum 10 acre parcels and if you go to the aerial view on the very top there is a spot for a landing pad for a helipad as well it could also make for a beautiful house to be built so you have a couple um, options there point on the 84 acres there's a couple pastures most of this property is fed by the two ponds which are fed by the wells both wells on property So very little city water has to run this property to keep this 84 acres pretty green. There is, if somebody wanted to add city water out by every pasture, they could, but they do run on well. When you're talking about a a premier thoroughbred breeding facility, there's 27 covered lighted pens for any new baby foals that come out. There's 23 turnouts so mom and babies can go play. And in this 40 stall covered barn, 20 20 pens on this side and 20 on that side, it's it's an amazing Horse facility, and of everybody we've talked to, everybody would like to see a horse person stay in it and not a developer. But as you know, through Concierge Auctions, we sell to anybody that has the highest bid, no contingencies, as is, where is, in a no reserve auction. So that's what we'll be doing here. But it is fantastically when you drive in here, like there's a breeze coming through the barn right now, it might be 85 out, but in the barn, it's nice and cool. So it's fantastic here. Well said, Kristen. Thank you.
0: All right, Sue, so let's go to Santa Barbara. We'll talk about that, and then we'll get into how people can become involved in the auction.
5: This is a fantastic home, as I mentioned, outdoor living. What's also wonderful about this home, aside from the acreage, is that it is fully enclosed. There's lush gardens everywhere, as you can see within this picture. It's almost like the house disappears into the gardens, and it's really stunning and beautiful. There are French doors in every room which lead to an outdoor area so it makes it very functional. You'll see a lot of the entertaining areas so great for family events, again having friends, family over whatnot. Um, There are six fireplaces. This home really does have everything. There is also a wine cellar which we might see, the formal dining room, a breakfast nook that you're looking at here with the fireplace, uh, an upgraded kitchen, There's the bar, of course, in the living room. So that's a nice feature for entertainment as well. There's the kitchen. So open, very convenient floor plan that flows throughout the house. This is the blue room where I'm sitting in today. So this is also drenched with light, very comfortable. You can open the doors and hear the birds, just like in Hawaii. You'll see the vaulted ceilings, uh, beautiful wood beam detail, ocean peak from the master bedroom that you're looking at there. Bathrooms uh, have been updated as well as plumbing, electric, whatnot. So a lot of nice additions to the home. Very comfortable, very serene. And I think we're going to get to the wine cellar. If I didn't mention that, there it is. 1,500 bottles. So definitely spectacular for the wine collector and nice and cool in there as well. So that's where we retreat to on warmer days. But this home has amazing breezes since you can open all the windows. A lot of areas for preparation that you're seeing here. So there's a great pool with the jacuzzi, as I mentioned. You're looking at the guest casita there that's currently being used as a gym. So, you know, like I said, this home has everything perfect for COVID to put your Peloton bike in there. There's also a bocce court, but it's lighted at night so you can entertain throughout the day, throughout the night. And like I said, this home really has everything, very lush, very green, very quiet and very private, but yet it's also minutes from downtown Santa Barbara. So not too far from LA either, really convenient and just really a special place to be in Montecito. As I said, it's on Park Lane, which is probably the most desired street here. So again, a great location with the acreage truly makes it special. That was a long answer to your question, Laura. How do you get involved? Do you want me to answer that when we go through the program? Then no, no, no. we'll
0: next talk about how to get involved. That, okay. that was perfect. That's what we wanted, a tour of the property. It was awesome. Okay, good. So, okay, got so private and expansive and mountains in the background. It's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Really idyllic setting this one
5: you get mountain and then you get coastal so you're really getting the best of both worlds and year-round temperatures like Maui you know in the 70s pretty much as an average temperature and of course sun drenched in this valley so really a great location to be
0: we're going to get into how to become involved in bidding at auction. Just like in any real estate purchase that any buyer is interested in making with auction, the first step, of course, is to figure out what kind of lifestyle you want to lead. And with us, what we find a lot of our buyers are not specifically geographically contained to one market, they're more looking for a type of lifestyle. So if they're looking for an amazing equestrian property, then they're calling Jennifer and Kristen, even if they maybe weren't specifically looking in San Diego previously. So figuring out what kind of lifestyle you wanna lead with the property and then drilling into the specific market if you do find a property that we have that fits the lifestyle you want. Of course, educating yourself through either the listing agent or through your representing agent on the specific market itself, the dynamics of that market. So then let's talk about like differences in the auction process versus purchasing in a traditional sense, just directly from an agent without an auction component. So auction basics for buyers and agents. Kristen, do you wanna start with talking about a few of these auction basics?
4: So all of our auctions are contingency free. It is an as is, where is, no, you know, no contingency sale. Um, this is why it's so important for us to have our sellers provide inspections so that our buyers really know what they're walking into and it's not a blind buy for them. Um, we do have a regular purchase and sale contract because it is as is, where is, no contingencies. We have redlined it out with our lawyers and then it also goes to the buyer's lawyers for review once the buyer's there and signature. It's three easy steps to register. It's a 100K buy-in. The beauty of it is if you're the winning bidder, your 100K goes to purchase price. If you're not the winning bidder, that 100K is uh, refunded to you within three days after the close of auction. So in our case, we open on the 25th. The auction ends on the 30th. This is a no-reserve auction. So three days after that, your 100K is going to be refunded to you. So we've kept none of your money. The worst cost might be a, a wire fee, a $10 wire fee, and I'll pay it for anybody that wants to purchase auctions. Done.
1: Might be 25 bucks, that's what my bank charges, so.
4: It's okay, I'll pay it. I'll you pay know? okay, that too. <laughs> we have a great platform, so. And the last thing is that we always protect our agents. We are never, like uh, Laura said earlier, we never take a sale without an agent. And I know for a fact we've turned down a couple properties because they didn't want to use agents. And that's just not what we are about. We are agent friendly, agent eccentric. And if we're gonna make money, we're gonna make it with our partners who are our agents. And that's how we get referrals. And that's how we're gonna continue to build our brand together with agents.
1: I would also also point out why buy at auction, one at a high level, why does a seller put their property on, on our platform? Speed, right? It typically takes us five to six weeks from the day a seller signs on with us to have the property marketed and under contract. So speed's number one. Number two is they're market sellers, right? They're willing to you know take a market price for their property, but they want to make sure that their property is exposed to the widest possible pool of buyers. And our platform does that. We're active in 40 US states and 29 countries. And we certainly have a tremendous amount of reach Now, that said, from a buyer perspective, why why buy a property at auction? And there's one word, and it's opportunity. And the bottom line is, and you can see here today, all the properties we sell are special, fantastic properties. And there's sellers who have made a decision, a business decision, they want their property sold in a certain date. And they're willing to let the market determine what the value of that property is on that day. And that's a really important thing for buyers. Because one of the things, especially in you know, what I would characterize are these affluent second home markets like Maui or Santa Barbara, San Diego, Arizona, there are a lot of properties on the market for sellers that are basically hoping for a unicorn, for the right buyer to come along and pay them you know, the dream price versus our sellers are sellers who are realistic sellers that you know want... Their property sold on a time date certain. And that's really important. And that means opportunity. The second thing is transparency. The vast majority of our auctions are conducted electronically. That was a, even pre COVID. Uh, we are very, you know, electronic platform. And that's because our buyers are from all over the world. And a lot of times right now, I just, this buyer that registered for Maui's in Seattle, and they may or may not go to Maui prior to the auction. Some people choose to just buy sight unseen, that's certainly okay. But I think most importantly is, especially when buying uh, an expensive property, sometimes buyers hold back because they're not sure about what's the fair price. Maybe there hasn't been a sale for a given period of time in a geography or maybe it's a very hard to value property. And so our auctions, every bidder's bidder number is displayed during the auction and every single bid that's placed by the various bidders is tracked and published to the other bidders so it's a completely transparent level playing field where people can see how many other people they're competing against and what the market is saying you know the property's worth and I think that's really empowering for buyers so opportunity and transparency and amazing properties
0: how to take advantage of that opportunity Chris touched on before, diligence needing to be conducted in advance. So in addition to going to the website to see more photos, visual assets, virtual tours, et cetera, you can log in and download all of the diligence information that we have about each of these properties. So some properties we have inspections or appraisal reports or surveys or floor plans, whatever there is available is presented to the buyers to research ahead of time. Because, of course, the more you know about the property, the more confident you can feel in the property and instill you know, more value in the property. So we want to make sure we offer as much as we can ahead of time to you. In addition, in the diligence folder, there is the purchase agreement that will be signed between the buyer and the seller after the high bidder is declared. And so all of that can be reviewed during the four to six week time frame before the auction happens. So making sure to do your diligence in advance. Next up, developing an auction strategy. Chad, do you want to talk about a few different types of auction strategies tips that bidders
1: use? One of the things that is important, m- many of our auctions are without reserve auctions. Some have, a, you know, have a reserve. And if they do, typically they're very, you know, they're compelling reserves. So there's definitely excellent opportunities for buyers. At the same time, what I say to buyers is we're not giving away the properties either. Right? So you need to be realistic. There's tremendous opportunity to be had, but be realistic. You know, I was working with a seller on the East coast today. She's a $25 million property going to be a without reserve auction. I said the buyers, first of all, are going to go on Zillow and they're going to look at, you know, the fit pictures of the property and what the listing history was. So that's a fact they're going to look at. Has the property been sold in the past for how much? They're going to look at how long the property's been on the market, what the various prices are. So buyers are going to be really informed. That's great. Be informed. At the other end of the spectrum, you know, if, if let's say that you know, $25 million property, as a seller who's prepared to sell it for, let's call it 15 to 25, like that's how you know realistic and how wide of a range it is. But it's not zero. You know, that's unrealistic. And so, what I think is important as a buyer is to go in and, and what I recommend is, first of all, know the number you're prepared to go to. Have, have a strategy to say, you know what, I'd love to own that property in Maui for X or I'd love to own that property in Montecito for Y. So, have a number. Number two is don't delay to wait everybody out, bid aggressively. And what I encourage most bidders to do is submit an opening bid at 75% of what you're prepared to pay for that property. It gives you plenty of room to increase your bid if you need to, to win. And at the same time, you're sending a message to the other buyers that you're a serious bidder. They need to either you know, lean in or lean out. I think it's a really important strategy for buyers to put an, a, a quality opening bid on the table that you know if, if they got the property for that at auction, they'd be thrilled. In all likelihood, there's going to be competition beyond that, but it sets the tone. Also, for most of our auctions, we offer what's called an opening bid incentive. And what that means is, is that there's a, a pretty material discount on what's called your buyer premium. And a buyer premium in auction in the auction world, and it's whether you buy a car or a painting or wine at auction or jewelry, it's what the auctioneer adds on top of what you bid. It's called a buyer premium. In our case, we charge a 12% buyer premium. However, in most of our auctions, certainly in Santa Barbara, Montecito, I know for, for certain, there's a 50% break on the buyer premium predicated on your opening bid amount as a bidder.
0: Also in, Ar- also in Arizona.
1: In Sedona, so thanks.
0: we have the four properties here have an opening bid incentive.
1: So that's important. Take advantage of that because also one of the things, and we, we do this year, we'll do probably Maybe close to a billion dollars of, of of auction volume, which is more than anybody else in the world, and consistently the the bidders who submitted a quality opening bid have the upper hand. You have an advantage over somebody who comes in and didn't submit an opening bid or submitted a low opening bid because you you know are, are saving on your fees. So I think it's it's really important. And I think the other piece is have a you know whether you're an agent or you're a buyer have a conversation with the project manager and the listing agent be realistic about what do you think this property is going to sell for and ask them for their advice they're going to you know their job is there to help you certainly we're there to get the best price we can get for a seller but the way we get the best or the fairest price for a seller is to make sure all bidders have a chance to participate
0: So we're getting a question about what exactly is an opening bid, and I'll weigh in on that. So when you submit your registration paperwork for the auction, as Kristen mentioned, there are three steps to registering. So first, you're wiring your $100,000 bidder deposit into a third party escrow account, which is held as part of the vetting process for bidders to register for our auctions. Secondly, you're offering some sort of a bank letter or contact of a financial advisor that can help with the next stage of vetting to make sure that not only do you have the funds in escrow, but you also have the ability and wherewithal to be bidding up to, uh, you know, where the bidding is within a range of where we expect the bidding to go. And then the third step is to acknowledge the terms and conditions of the auction. And if you would like, then you can submit an opening bid. So the opening bid, as Chad talked about in detail, there are a lot of um, great strategies to submitting an opening bid. This is akin to like the first bid that you would place at the auction. It's actually placed before the auction opens, but then when the auction opens, the auctioneer and our bidding platform actually are able to place all of those bids that have been placed with registration. So the auction kicks off, You know, with all of the the registered bidders opening bids already in place. And so the strategy of putting an opening bid in at the beginning helps to kind of move you forward as being one of the highest bidders, if not the highest bidder, when the auction opens right out of the gates. And it also gives you the opportunity to save on your final purchase price. For example, the properties that we have here that are offering an opening bid incentive, you get a credit against your buyer premium. As Chad mentioned, our buyer premium is 12%. And there's a 6% opening bid incentive on three of these properties. So it helps to offset the total price of the property that you're paying. These are three examples, three scenarios. This first instance, you did not submit an opening bid. So you register for the auction with zero opening bid. You don't have to put an opening bid in there. You can start at zero. In this case, you're gonna pay the full 12%. And if you bid up to, say, $7 million, then your total proceeds that you're paying for the property is going to be that $7 million plus the 12% buyer premium for a total of $7.84 million. Now, if you were to submit an opening bid, say you submit an opening bid of $5 million, which is described here in this third line of, um, of the calculation, You submit an opening bid of $5 million, and you get a 6% opening bid incentive on that. So that's $300,000 credit. So instead of paying the $7,840,000 that was on the past slide, you save $300,000, and ultimately your purchase price is 7.54. Now, if you were, in fact, to put your very best foot forward, and you submitted an opening bid that was close to or at the top of where you know that you would be happy to own the property. Um, $7 million opening bid would equate to $420,000. So actually you're paying 7.42 instead of with no opening bid of 7.84. So it's a, you know, just a strategy that you can use as an agent. I mean, as well as an agent with your buyers or as a buyer yourself to just think through, do I want to take advantage of that opening bid instead of, some clients don't. They want to, you know, kind of keep their cards close to their best. Others want to put their best foot forward because they you know, know that that kind of puts them ahead of the game from from day one or minute one. Someone from our team want to talk about how our auctions actually take place, how the bidders, the actual bidding itself occurs.
5: So one of the great things about concierge auctions is that we actually have been doing online bidding for quite a while now. So we were really prepared for this COVID world. So you can bid anywhere around the world on your phone. Um, It's transparent, real-time offers. If you decide that you do want to bid, we also offer one of our bidding assistants to be on the phone with you just to make sure there's no technical issues, to make sure your bids are recognized. So you know if you're a little uncomfortable or unsure about it, we do offer that support and kind of like a hand holding and a little guidance if you need it. So it's really simple, but you can watch online in real time and, you know, you can see what's going on and we're here to help. What else can I say? It's easy and it's a great process.
0: Perfectly said. (laughs) Thank you. Very easy. And to just point out, anyone can go and watch the bidding. If you're not registered to actually bid, you can just register on our website and see the bidding as it's happening real time and watch the bids as they ensue, um, see you know, the bidder numbers and what bids, bids they're placing. And, and it's fun, really a fun experience to watch if you haven't before. You have to have gone through the process of registration, of course, to be given access to actually place a bid. Donna, if you're on there watching for your client, you don't need to worry about accidentally clicking the bid button unless you're ready to to buy the little daisy. It's so nice anyway. Um, but anyone who's watching, you don't have to you know worry about that. I've had people ask me that. Like if I log in, well, what if I accidentally hit a button? You're, you're, you won't be able to. <laughs> we have a number of questions in addition to the one that I pointed out before about the opening bid, and so I want to kind of open the mic for those and I can tee that up. Chad. There's a question about looking at the history of our auctions. There are some properties that don't sell, and the website may say that the property's still taking offers. What happens if a property doesn't sell at auction?
1: Great question, and it's another reason why, if you're a bidder, why you want to submit a quality opening bid to make sure that the auction does take place. There's two types of auction formats. Generally speaking, there's an auction where there's a reserve, and if the reserve's not met, then the seller has the option of accepting the highest bid or not. And if it's a not, then the property will stay on the market until they find a buyer. Um, One of the things that we've really leaned into in concierge, and this is, gosh, you know, eight, nine years ago, kind of the norm in the auction world is really toot your horn with the successes and sweep under the rug the failures and don't talk about the properties you don't sell, et cetera. That's not our approach at all, which is the property that doesn't sell, it stays on our website and say it didn't sell. And if it sells, unless it's in a privacy state where the price is not published for privacy reasons or whatnot, we publish the price. So we're really big on transparency. We sell certainly the vast majority of the properties we take on to sell. And especially in the markets that we're talking about here, Hawaii, California, Arizona are success free that's very high, but occasionally a property doesn't sell and it's because either the reserve wasn't met or it was a without reserve auction and the seller decided to withdraw the property from the auction prior to the commencement of bidding. There's a distinction there, which is if it's a no reserve auction, the rules and they're very black and white are that once the bidding commences, meaning the live bidding opens up, the property is going to sell to the winning bidder. The seller can withdraw the property prior to the commencement of, of the auction. So that would be an example of a property without reserve that that shows up on the website is available for offers.
0: And Joshua asked a kind of similar question along those lines. If What if the owner doesn't get the price that they want?
1: What I would say is that all sellers want the very best price. And of course, our job is to get them the best price the market will bear. And that said, we're very deliberate in expectation setting with our sellers. From the first conversation that we have all the way through signing them up to come on our platform. And then prior to the commencement of their auction, all sellers sign an acknowledgement that says that you know at, at this point in time, there's X number of bidders. Here are the various opening bids that are in place and I'm authorizing the commencement of my auction. And I know that there's no guarantees that there's gonna be any price beyond the highest opening bid in hand. So that's something we do. It's also something that's unique to concierge that I'm unaware of any other auction firm that does that. But, you know, we're big on, you know, making sure that it's a very transparent process, both for buyers and for sellers.
0: So there's a question from a seller perspective. um, What does it cost a seller to put their home up for auction?
1: One of the other unique things about our business is, and it's just a function of, 12 years of being added and, you know, this year on a pace to do a billion dollars in volume and commensurate volume through the years leading up to it. You know, we have a strong business. And so what that's enabled us to do is to not charge sellers an upfront fee. The norm historically in the auction business for and there's certainly good regional kind of companies out there in, in different markets. But most of them will require a seller to write an upfront check to underwrite the marketing costs associated with their campaign. We do not charge any upfront fees. Um, we, we have a, you know, a well-oiled machine, full-time marketing team, you know a multi-million dollar database, a lot of things that, that are tools that allow us to not have to charge an upfront fee. The second thing is a seller is going to keep the listing in place with your agent. And or if the property is not listed, we will ask you to require you to list the property with an agent. Certainly, we can, we can introduce you to agents. We have a great preferred agent network of agents who are familiar with our process. It's a great place to find an agent if you don't have one. And then you'll be responsible for paying the agent and the buyer pays our fee. That's it. If as a, as a seller, you elect to cancel your auction prior to the commencement of bidding, typically we'll ask you to reimburse us a portion of the, our out-of-pocket costs associated with that auction. It's never going to be zero because then probably not valued all the work we do. However, um, it's not the most important thing to us. Most important thing to us is a seller who likes wants speed and, and really to understand that you know if we generate two to 500 buyer inquiries and 25 to 35 people who either come see the property or do a very deep dive on it, and five to seven p- people sign up to bid, that's probably what that property's worth. And, you know, sellers who can can live with that kind of methodology are great sellers for us. And sellers who kind of say, hey, here's my price and I'll stay here till I get it may not be the best sellers for us. Typically aren't.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna toss out a few more of the questions and then we're will. we real close to the end of our hour. So if I don't get to all of them, there's still some coming in, then we will follow up individually with you after the case. We have a question from Joshua. Um, What does the listing agent get for a commission? So in our platform, if a listing agent brings a property our way, or if a property is referred to us and it's already listed for sale, the listing, continues in place so the listing agreement that's with the seller stays intact so whatever the relationship is with your commission as an agent and your listing you still earn that full commission um, and then also the listing agent pays the brokerage the buyer's broker's fee through the listing uh, through the listing contract the same way as in a traditional sale. So again, our fee is covered through the buyer premium and the fees that go through the brokerage remain the same. We do not act as a brokerage. We're an added, you know, auction tool on top of the listing agreement. Ken has a question for the Maui property, Dennis. Hello. Is the Maui property on a multi-level floor plan and how many suites are in the building? So how many unique townhomes are in the same development? I think that's what he means.
2: There are three townhomes in the development, and each one of them have their own private yard, private gated area, private hammock, and one of them has a pool of their own, and the other one's for sale does not have a pool. So two of the units have no pools, and the one unit orchid has its own private pool with waterfall. And there are three level. This is a three-level townhome.
0: Yes, that answers it. On what level is the master suite?
2: The master suite is upstairs on the second level, and then there's a basement level. So you walk, the beauty of this property is you walk in, there's no stairs. You can just, well, actually there's one stair, but you just walk in and it's all ground level and you park right near the entry, very convenient. If you go to Costco, no problem.
0: Okay, and Donna, with your property, what is the, the zoning, the usage of this property?
3: Yeah, um, it was originally a hotel and it now is residential. So it's zoned residential. It's currently being used
0: as a residence and it has been reconfigured to be used like that moving forward.
3: Yes. It originally had 40 rooms when it was a hotel. Now it has eight bedrooms and seven baths. But there's still plenty of room if you wanted to reconfigure things.
1: Can people use it as a hospital? sounds like people can rent it as a hospitality venue. What other, you know, what what type of uses beyond just residing there? Um, could somebody as a buyer, you know, do with the property? It sounds like there was just a wedding there.
3: That was for the family. The wedding that was that was personal. Arizona has a law called Senate Bill 1350, where you're allowed to do vacation rental and Airbnb, but there still actually is a deed restriction. So you'd have to first confirm that you could move forward with something private like that. It's possible.
0: Great. Thank you, Donna. We appreciate everyone joining us and you can go to conciergeauctions.com and find contact information for everyone who is here on our guest panel we have our project sales manager as well as our listing agent contact information on each property so you can reach out to us that way and schedule showings and go see these properties i will also say that as we continue our block talk series we do have a agent certification series that we're running to for anyone who's a real estate agent and would like to learn more about auction and how you can incorporate auction into your business. You can go to block talk now.com block talk is the name of our series it's also available on itunes and spotify so go to blocktalknow.com you can see all the lineup and we'll have more world tour series like this as well as more certifications and other discussions that uh, chad and i are hosting so thank you so much for your time jennifer and dennis and donna and sue and Kristen. aloha dennis (laughs) everyone have a great rest of your day and a wonderful weekend it's friday so Have a good one. Thanks everyone.